0: My name is Dale Marshall, and I want to welcome you to the Kitchen Sink podcast. So I'm going to introduce uh, all the members today. Uh, Kimberly Case, we have Abigail Walcott, we have Natasha Marshall, and I want to welcome Linda Najee. Um, so how are we going to start off? We we As usual, we've had like three or four conversations before we even started, and then we're always like we should have been recording the whole time. Um, but, but we, as usual, we didn't, but today's topic, we're going to talk about depression. And so, you know, we have, uh, different women coming from different fields. And so, uh, not all of us work with, um, patients or or clinicians, uh, in, in the, that have mental health issues. So definitely this is going to be a very interesting conversation because we have a lot of different opinions in regards to depression. And so we were touching on, mr uh 50 cent he made a comment not too long ago so abigail is actually going to read that uh, comment
1: so he said depression is a rich person's luxury his exact quote was you got to pay the bills right so you got to go to work he said you got to get up got to do what you got to do you got people right now that's at work that don't feel like being there but they got responsibilities where i'm from you can't afford to be depressed
0: Mm-hmm. I want to piggyback on that. And I, I don't I don't agree with that. I, no. But I remember going to a Bill Bellamy uh, concert at DC Improv. And he talked about his mom who clearly had depression. And that was her philosophy as well. She would just go to sleep. Whenever things was rough and tough, she would just go to sleep. But that and, was depression. And that was depression. Exactly. And that's my whole point. And so um, didn't really address it. It sounds like not not professionally and so like i was saying to the group the issue with that is the way that depression works a disorder if you're not addressing it if you're not treating it for most people it progressively gets worse and so um i wanted actually natasha agrees with with um 50 cents so let's 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 hear from her
2: right and i'm not the mental health expert. So that's why my take versus a mental health expert take is going to be different because, and I don't suffer with depression, but I know there are times and there are situations where you're like, oh, I'm just going to go to sleep and like, hopefully this will go away by the time I wake up. But that's because I'm going to sleep because I don't want to deal with it. But when I wake up, I might have a different take on it. So that's my on-the-surface way of dealing with whatever situation I'm dealing with. But I understand that someone that's in a, you know, in a depression state deals with it at a different surface level than that. So I get that. And I think what he's talking about isn't someone that's a severe person. Because someone that's severely depressed, it's a little, they ain't really getting up and going to work and do it's a little bit more than that for them work is not their priority matter of fact their depression is probably stopping them from going to work Mm -hmm. whereas for somebody that's still getting up and going to work it's like i'll give you a good analogy it's like what they call someone that's a functioning
0: alcoholic boo i hate that term but go ahead
2: (laughs) so you know it's like oh he he drinks but he gets up and goes to work anyway Mm -hmm. so no well yeah if that's mm-hmm. what she's saying but a real alcoholic ain't even getting up and going to work if that's what they're they got fired how about
0: that right
3: <laughs> if that's what they're
2: choosing
0: to but the do.
3: person who's functioning alcoholic is not making good choices exactly. even if he is at work his, exactly. his, his judgment is
1: still in pain mm-hmm. right. so
2: that was just
1: so you know. i agree i agree with them 100 um 100 100 oh okay i do truly believe that it is a, a rich it's a luxury well bit of information I'm, i just started seeing a therapist and the therapist told me that i suffer from depression and anxiety and i have been getting up every day and doing what i got to do and and getting my kid to school going to work dealing with the whole disability hearing i've been dealing with all and i've just been because i have no other choice but to keep going and doing it mm-hmm. so in my mind and, and what he says i agree 100 because that's what i've been doing but does I've that mean you're
3: not depressed though does that mean you're not suffering with depression? No, that's I think I am. I'm... I'm just going, I'm just Right, so then that means it's not forward. a luxury. You are still depressed. Yeah.
1: But I mean, you still that, are suffering I, with I'm depression. Not, I'm not, not going to work. I'm not not what to do But that's not but the that's, only symbol of con- depression. But that was the context of what his statement was. Yeah. Yeah. And that Because he's still wrong. go to work and still push to work. Yeah. Yeah. But it's <laughs> because he's wrong. I agree with that. Yeah. Let me tell
0: you why it's detrimental, that statement. It's so detrimental. And it's so harmful because, you're sending the wrong message you to are, people absolutely. that have depression. Mm-hmm. And that's that statement uh, perpetuates all the stigma mm-hmm. that goes along with it. And, and it's a lot of people that do subscribe. So this is the thing about our minds. When we hear people that say things that kind of coincide with what, what we're thinking, it, it, it reinforces it. Right. What about the negative thoughts, too? When we're having negative, unhealthy thoughts, and we hear other people with the same negative, unhealthy thoughts, See, we tell ourselves it's normal. See, she's, yeah. I, I knew I was right. She thinks the same thing, too. And it reinforces it. And what we don't want to do is reinforce unhealthy thought patterns, unhealthy thinking. We want to promote positive It's thinking. confirmation
3: bias. It's a false positive is what it is. And so the thing is that you, you have a doctor saying that you're depressed and that you're dealing with these things. And it gives the impression that because you are still going to work, oh, I don't have the luxury of being depressed, mm-hmm. but, but you are. Just because it's not manifesting in a way that is you missing work, or just because it's not manifesting in a way that you are becoming neglectful, or it's not manifesting in a way that you cannot function doesn't mean that you are not depressed. It does not mean that you are not battling depression. So this idea that in order to be depressed, you have to be um, wealthy and lying around doing nothing in your bathrobe eating ice cream, like that's, that's not, that is not depression um or that's only one type of depression and that shouldn't say, be the like ideal either it's not the it ideal. it shouldn't be it's not and so um uh, i mean depression can be yes i get up and go to work every day but maybe i didn't bathe maybe i just brushed my teeth and threw on what i had on yesterday mm-hmm. because i'm just trying to get through the next eight hours um maybe you know you have kids like my mom always laying down <laughs> I, had a, I had a client tell me that mm-hmm. and i'm just like is oh, she depressed <laughs> you know mm-hmm. yes she went to work and she made dinner and she did and then she goes and isolates and locks herself in a room and that don't bother me. I'm going. To lay. I'm less. I'm tired. I don't want to be bothered. And so she's not having any sort of engagement with her children. She was at work, though, yeah. and her house is relatively clean because they know not to mess it up. And she paid the bills. And she paid the bills. Most of them anyway. She, yeah, what she could, she could afford, afford to pay. Yep. Right. So like it doesn't manifest in you not doing anything all the time. There are several manifestations of depression, just like any other challenge or disorder or disease. Or whether there are several manifestations. And I think this this flat categorization of um, depression being you know, having the luxury of not doing anything is really um, gosh, I didn't, it's, a, it's like a I don't even know what you call that, but it's a problem.
0: yeah. Um, and there's different levels and degrees of yep. depression. So there's mild, right? and there's moderate and mm-hmm. there's severe and there <laughs> and there are other things that go along with that and other little modifiers right mm-hmm. That it might be a single episode it might be recurrent
3: but you know but I clinical could... depression and you might be in a depressive state exactly but that none of that means that you're not depressed and that your your nap how about, is not a result of your depression
0: how about I, I work with someone who um We had a lot of health issues. So Mm -hmm. that's what created her depression. Mm -hmm. So the health issues weren't getting any better. But, like, by all accounts, like, talking to her, she doesn't seem, but it was like she just had a ton of health issues. Mm -hmm. Um, But everything else in her life was okay, except she just had a lot of health issues. So that's where the depression was coming Mm -hmm. from. It wasn't because she lost someone, it wasn't anything clinical, mental, or uh, imbalance, Mm -hmm. you know, in her brain, chemical um you know um yeah it wasn't that finances was were fine relationships were fine she just had a ton of health issues and so and it was like i don't know it's like Tom. she was just kind of waiting to die she wasn't mm-hmm. suicidal though but it's like
3: she couldn't live like she, she lost can't... her will because everything she was doing wasn't improving and she was getting depressed about it yeah yeah like she the, wasn't seeing improvement like the, the physical
0: um, endurance that she had, the stamina—it just—it wasn't there. It was right. at the point where you know I'm starting to pee myself now. Right. Any—it doesn't matter where I'm at. Like, right. just imagine one day you're you're out and about and you just you're you're and incontinence right.
3: mm-hmm. and
0: what what what's happening? You know that that would be devastating for any one of us. Right. So um, and then then find out it was nothing you could do about it, and or the doctors didn't have an answer for it. So. Mm-hmm it's also on you
3: and i think you know um abigail at the risk of like bringing up you you were saying like you've got this stuff with your disability here and you've got you've got a lot of like all of that stuff can sometimes be it you know depression can manifest as like this this is just too much Mm -hmm. you know just an old like that sense of overwhelm Mm -hmm. um and just like my i have a really full plate right now i'm not managing all this stuff people that that comes with like that sense of feeling incompetent and unable to manage all the moving pieces also is a manifestation of depression i can't do it all. Mm-hmm. and and that brings depression with it as well so like i think yeah. so
2: what is the difference between being tired and being depressed
3: severity i think yeah 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 because because, because fatigue be can tired. be a symptom i'm, I'm tired, tired.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah well, but that doesn't have to lead to it doesn't it, all, doesn't, have it, to, it doesn't always why does it have to be you know what's the difference with saying if I say I'm tired, you're like, oh, no, you're just depressed. Why you got why? I don't know so who's saying that. People not, no, I'm just saying no. I'm, okay. I'm not saying okay, okay. I'm just saying, okay. now. I'm so just saying because you could be just tired, but then a medical person be like, oh, that sounds like depression. No, 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 I'm, no,
3: no, I'm no,
0: no, professional, no I'm just, professional.
2: I'm just saying. I'm not right. Yeah, we. we I don't know.
0: So so the thing about that again. Even if you came to me, right, and you told me all these things were going on, yes, something may pop in my head. But at anyone that's ethical and professional, they're going to assess you to do because you still thing. have to meet a criteria. You can give me all a lot of symptoms, not all a lot of symptoms of bipolar or I can hear that you're doing this and doing that. And first people are like, oh, he bipolar, she's bipolar. And I'd be like, you still have to meet the criteria. And that was the thing with, with Trump being in office. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, he's our narcissist and he's this. But some of them would give you that disclaimer. I'm not diagnosing I'm just saying right. check 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 and so again any ethical um professional responsible mental health provider they're going to do a, a thorough assessment and they're going to check and if you meet the criteria I'm sorry you meet the criteria and if fatigue is one of those criteria and I'm gonna give you another good example I have people that are, um clients or patients that are ADHD right so some so the thing is I don't do a a weekly assessment for ADHD, but I do a weekly um, assessment, like a screening, better yet, for for um, anxiety and for depression. depression. So they'll let me know. You know things like trouble concentrating, and I was like, "How many days in the last week or the last two weeks have you we had trouble concentrating?" And they'll be like, "Every day." But they're like, "You know, that's from my ADHD." So I know. So I'm not going, "Oh my God, you have depression because you couldn't concentrate." I know they have ADHD, and they're they they don't hesitate to let me know. This is what's going on. I worked like three days in a row. That's why I'm tired. So mm-hmm. they let me know. So I so I'm not assuming or thinking or. You know taking that and running like oh my god you you must be depressed why are you depressed because you were tired and you had trouble concentrating because those are two of the symptoms you know um not having uh any interest or pleasure in doing mm-hmm. things
3: even things that they previously exactly enjoyed.
0: exactly um what's the other ones um any loss of trauma in the last six months so that's not can? part of my ph that's, that's not, not my, part of my the screening PHQ not nine? the ph not the nine not the nine so it's like little interest or pleasure in doing things uh loss of appetite mm-hmm. or increase loss of sleep or increase of sleep um depressed or irritable down depressed or hopeless mm-hmm. trouble concentrating i already said how many is is that what thoughts of hurting yourself or mm-hmm. thoughts that you would be better off dead I, I think i'm missing one or two but again and, and then a couple of those overlap with the anxiety screenings too because the anxiety asks about irritability and it asks about um what else does it oh about? so you know
3: i was thinking about the cpm t- uh the cpm ptsd screen okay okay and so yeah. like if you've had a loss in the last six months to a year mm-hmm. or any other major life changes including moving you mm-hmm. know because those are stressors yes which so often lead to mean. depression yes. yeah. right so
1: She hit upon Mm -hmm. the change in independence. I wasn't Mm -hmm. trying
3: to pick on you. I was just saying. No,
1: no, this is this is what she went down the list and she talked about, which I thought was interesting. That she said I had trauma. I thought I never had trauma. Mm -hmm. And in going and talking with her, certain things that have happened over the course of the last year or two, Mm -hmm. she said that's trauma.
3: That's Mm -hmm. trauma.
0: A lot of people don't identify. They don't identify
1: because
3: because you know why we push through. We push
0: through. We push through, through
3: and we and we go through, and we we feel like this life. You know what I mean? Like we've been told that this is life and you just kind of roll with it. And and it's not inaccurate, but that doesn't mean you're not being traumatized yeah. by it. It doesn't mean that it's not having a negative or an adverse effect on you. Mm-hmm. And I think in the black community specifically, life in general, we don't give space for addressing shit that hurts. Mm-hmm. This was hard. This hurt. This messed me up. This impacted me. This this affects me. Why is that? Why? Is because that, we no? don't have time. Well, it's not good because
0: we have to be strong, <laughs> we, too. Well, We always got to be strong. I'm strong. And the black woman is always the one that's got to Always,
3: the weight. We always, do. Always. We carry the always. weight of every... You know what? This this uh, this non-melanated individual stated the other day, <laughs> black women will save everyone. No, fuck we not. <laughs> I'm not carrying nobody. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not helping you live. I'm them. not. I'm not, you need to adjust your expectations of me because you came to me with an empty bowl and I had nothing to put in it. Mm-hmm. I did not tell you I was going to put anything there. We did not have a previous conversation, mm-hmm. prior engagement, an agreement, nothing. But well, that's how we started off. I don't care. I'm not carrying country. nobody. <laughs> no
0: contract. I'm not having no
3: anybody. I'm not helping you live across the finish line. Mm-hmm. I'm not bandaging any wounds. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. So like so stop that. But 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 that is that's the full expectation. Black women will say, everyone, ma'am. I am holding it together by like a paperclip and <laughs> like cake. a half a piece of string. Like, what are you talking about? I can't save you. Well, I'm supposed to for the whole situation for everybody off that one paperclip? I can't. I can't do it. I know that that Richard Dean Anderson did great things Wonderful. with a paperclip. Oh my God! I'm not. I am not him. This ain't that. And I think. You know, we don't, like, we, yes, we're supposed to be strong, we're supposed to push through, that mean? we're supposed to be I, I magic, I can't do it anymore. I don't know what I don't. do. I'm means. not accepting that it expectation of my, my life from other people. Can you read that, his
4: um, statement mm-hmm. over again? Because mm-hmm. something about that, it just landed a little bit different for to me. You? Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: He said, depression is a rich person's luxury. You got to pay the bills, so you got to go to work, you got to get up, got to do what you got to do, you got people right now that's at work that don't feel like being there, but they got responsibilities. Where I'm from, you can't afford to be depressed.
4: Okay, so the way that landed with me is a little bit different and more so the accessibility to how we treat our depression. Mm-hmm. That's what it was for me. Not because I live below the poverty line, that I don't experience depression. You wake up and you put it on every single morning. You walk through your day mm-hmm. essentially living like mm-hmm. that. But how the person who owns a fortune 500 company, right? And they have the accessibility to see a therapist on a weekly basis because they have someone at home to take care of home life and what that means for them and all their other stressors. So they have the access, they have the, the resources to deal with that. They've normalized having conversations like this at the table versus Mom, I feel sad. I feel depressed. You don't got nothing to be sad about. You don't got to be
3: depressed. Mm -hmm. Right. I paid the bills. I kept roof Mm -hmm. over here. You got food. You you should be good. Yeah, so
4: that part of it being a luxury, I I agree to it in the extent of how we treat it, Mm -hmm. how we deal with it. Not the fact that you have it, but it's more so how it's being treated Mm -hmm. is somewhat of a luxury. Growing up in a household with one one parent, watching them juggle being a parent, a student, working, Mm -hmm. taking care of multiple children, keeping the lights on and food Mm -hmm. in the fridge. And you wanna tell me that this person who came from a whole nother country, wasn't depressed, didn't deal with trauma, but the person that they worked for who had a four car garage at that time because she didn't have a job and her kids all, individually all had nannies she was labeled as being depressed because she had nothing to do with her time Mm -hmm. but she could walk in that freely walk in that and say yes this is okay you can be depressed Mm -hmm. So I agree with it being a luxury and how it's treated, Mm -hmm. how we deal with. I think,
3: and I think that that caveat, like that description, is it makes a lot more sense to me. But that's not what he said, right? And so, and then that's where I have the problem. And
0: that's not how people are interpreting. And that's not how people are interpreting, not at all.
3: And that's where that's where the problem comes in because he's saying, oh well, that's a that that's a rich person's luxury. So this person with all his money, access to everything, it's okay for them to be depressed. But me struggling, whatever, 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 all the you know, all the social injustice checkoffs. I'm not allowed to be depressed because I can't afford it. Like mm-hmm. what? Um, or I'm in the wrong tax bracket to actually experience depression. Like that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. And I also think that that narrative feeds the the other side. Does what what we talk about moms doing, right? Like poor moms. You you're fine. You don't have a reason to be depressed. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the other side all these Black people talking about they're depressed, you get everything handed to you, mm. welfare, food stamps, blah, blah. what are you depressed about? You don't have to work for anything. And so, again, like some of these things, we toss them out sort of cavalierly, but they, they feed a narrative that is negative and adverse and just detrimental. It is just absolutely detrimental. So we do, we definitely have to change the conversation about what is depression, what it looks what it looks like, you know, who qualifies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I like what you had to say, Linda, because I do I definitely feel like there is a like being able to walk freely in the I am not okay. Mm-hmm. And it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. That is not saying that I expect everything to be perfect in my life all the time, but I am I am expecting to be able to say, Hey, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. I need to take a break. Like You could watch football. How many timeouts do they get per quarter? You know what I mean? Like basketball, like professional sports. Like these guys train for hours and hours in the gym. But during a game, sometimes you got to stop and retie your laces. You got to adjust your helmet. You got to do things in order to keep playing and to keep performing. At optimum levels, maximum optimal levels. You gotta take a time out sometimes. But
0: some people don't feel again like they have the option. Again, right, that's feel like what they they don't have the that's what we need to change. That's what Linda is talking yeah, they about. Don't feel God, like they have the
3: that's the piece that we need to change. The what what Curtis Jackson is talking about <laughs> is like, oh well, I'm from. You're not from there anymore. Like that's you true. haven't been there for a really long time, and so I no longer want to have this conversation with you. Uh, because you can access resources as you see fit. If you're not getting support for your trauma of getting shot 9 times, like that's on you. Because you are definitely in a position of doing that now, right? The the fact that you don't you don't see that as trauma, you see that as street cred. I can't like I can't I can't convince you otherwise. But like the thing is is that you do have access to resources if you want them.
4: But you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because it's coming from the perspective of a black man. Right, exactly. Who when we're having these kind of discussions they're left out. They don't have the verbiage mm-hmm. to navigate through these kind of conversations of what is trauma. Yeah, I got shot nine times. Give me my gold medal. Right, right. You know, not right, right. sit me down on the couch and I need to talk about what that means for me right. and why mm-hmm. I get anxious every time I hear popping sounds, but it's just fireworks. Or, or mm-hmm. even
3: the situation mm-hmm. that created that environment and those the things exactly. that led up to those events. Yeah. Um, the healing that took place after the sense of loss. You may have yeah. felt during that time what yeah. like recovering was, or how it altered your your speech and even your thought process, right? But again, this is the black man saying to a black woman, "You're not right to be a you. That's you know that's poor. That's that's not for you, right?" And so it's hard to engage them in a conversation when they're bringing that perspective as well. It's hard to engage them or include them in that conversation when that's when that is what they offer at okay. the table. You wanna say something?
2: Well, I want to piggyback off of the resources
0: thing
3: mm-hmm. because those resources, they ain't really there. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's and, yeah, but that's and, kind of what we were hinting at earlier in our yeah, earlier conversation um, before we started
0: recording. Yep, yeah, yep. they're not there. They're not and there. It's
3: not as much support as you think. From personal
2: experience, even when you have insurance mm-hmm. and you go outside the network, mm-hmm. I'm talking
3: two hundred and fifteen. For 45 minutes. Right, because it's a therapeutic hour. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. But we're also not talking about your resources. We're talking about 50 cent resources, mm-hmm. which is different. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm
2: not even talking oh, about, but that's I'm talking about the talking average about Joe. Right, mm-hmm. but I was talking about him specifically. Yeah, we're talking about.
3: Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's definitely a Joe. battle that I have. Like, I can complain about, like, I fight with the VA for mm-hmm. my parents being able to access resources that they earned. I'm, and, I, and I'm talking Vietnam era veterans. I'm talking Desert Storm, Operation Iraqi Freedom. My mom didn't come out of that uniform until 2001. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I mean, and then she served her country mm. working for the State Department overseas. So like, she and she was in uniform from '74 to 2001. So when when I'm saying well, I cannot get her, like why can't I get a virtual session with a therapist? for someone who has documented cases of PTSD and NTSD, like what, like what, what is, what is happening? And oh, somebody's gonna call you back. They got seven days to call you back. What the, what do you mean they have seven days to call me back when she's in a mental health crisis? I don't understand why there's a, all these waiting lists.
0: I'm like, again, we're in the United States of America. It's 2023. Because they
1: don't really well, care. I can say my process, I, when I, I called, I called the, the hotline. I got the appointment within a day. Mm-hmm. To do my my um, intake, mm-hmm. and within a week they had a therapist assigned to me. That is fantastic.
3: So but the fact that it took was... over a week, though, if you're in a crisis in that moment and it takes over a week for you to actually get support, I'm still concerned about that turnaround. Mm-hmm. The thing, is, and 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 uh, so they that's fantastic. Right? Because so that's and that's what I'm saying when you're talking like that relative that that comparison of time well you expect to be without support for months but you're actually celebrating a week but if i'm i'm dealing with my mom who's in the middle of something right then what you mean it's gonna be a week yeah yeah (laughs) like i'm my she's talking about walking out of a window sir so like it's a whole and it's a whole thing in my and i'm talking about somebody in uniform, walking the floor at night, not just for me and my brother, my dad, like walking the floor at night, making sure the house is locked up, making sure we're good and to see her now after having given so much and sacrifice in uniform and out and not being able to access resources that she's earned. These are benefits that she's earned. And I'm fighting. I can pull up pages of letters that I've had to write for her to be able to act for the veteran's benefit, I'm fighting. Mm-hmm. It pisses me off, like the, the level of rage that mm-hmm. I feel, mm-hmm. I don't have a scale for. All I'm saying is that there's no luxury in it. There's no, because my own level of stress is through the roof and she's we're not even in the same place. Half the time, we're not on the same continent. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Yo, what is, what is really, ha- like what's good? What's really happening? So, the, so when we, we make these statements like this, I think there are way too many subcategories and examples mm-hmm. and situations to, for that to apply. And I just, no, there's no luxury in it. There's no luxury in it. There no luxury in it. And, I, and I, except for what Linda was talking about, mm-hmm. because that makes sense. The luxury is in how we access it. But even in the week versus mm-hmm. the months, when you tell veterans who have come out of combat situations, those who you know just because PTSD comes from being hypervigilant, mm-hmm. right? Who are just on guard on Navy ships for three days at a time. When you tell them walk into any VA and you get help on the spot, and then the VA social worker tells you, "Well, we got a week to call you back."
0: Well, that's a symptom. That's a symptom of the trauma. One thing also when we talk about luxury. Um, just real quick because we have to get ready to wrap up just like even like when we see things going on on the news like when uh african-american people or children are caught in some type of situation, it's like uh, we look at them as criminals. And then when we have other people with uh, white, Caucasian, when they do the same exact thing, we, we look to their mental health. And, and, and people want to sympathize with them and empathize with them because they have mental health issues and on, on and we just have, we're just criminals. We're right. just bad people. We're just bad We're just bad people. So again, you know, again, that um, I don't know. It's just not helpful. But anyway, we you know um, I want to thank everybody for for coming today. I think this was a really good topic. We definitely need to have a part two. Um, my name is Dale Marshall. We have Abigail. We have Kimberly. We have Linda. We have Natasha. Thank you for listening to the uh, Kitchen Sink Podcast. Thank you.